Hi, Natalie. Hi, Tracy. How's it going today? Good. Today is going well, and I pulled up to Tracy's house and parked behind her car and came inside, and she greeted me with shoes on and a jacket. And so I asked if I needed to move. Let me be clear. With a blazer and heels. <laughs> okay, my heels were by the door. They okay. were off. <laughs> so I said to her, do I need to move my car? And she said, why? And I said, are you going somewhere? And she said, no. And both of us were very confused. <laughs> and she said, what are you talking about? And I said, why are you dressed like that? I got dressed today. She got dressed and put on her blazer. I thought she was leaving. I was in my blazer and heels. Yes. But I'm also, do you see what I'm not wearing today? You're not wearing sweatpants today. No. I know. Man. She said to me, your hair is really long. <laughs> and I'm thinking, is it? But it's also the first time it's been done and washed, like freshly washed with you in, I think, ever. That's very true. Usually it's like day seven and it's up in a <laughs> mom bun, messy bun. That was me yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I got my hair done this week, which then I try to go as long as possible without washing it because <laughs> it's just so fabulous and fresh. And then finally last night I'm like, okay, I think this has run its course. I think it's, it's time. time. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have those weeks that it's yeah. just like, um, first of all, where did the week go? So on Tuesday, was it Tuesday? No, Wednesday, I was in an imaginary car crash. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh, yes. So Please I was, share. So we, I had dropped a child off at one location and dropped a child off at a second location and along the way tried to connect my phone to my car and couldn't and then wondered where my phone was and as I'm backtracking, realized... I must have left my phone on top of the car. And so on my way to pick up child number one, um, I looked to see if my phone had fallen. I couldn't find it. I pick up child number one and she's really upset. And she comes at me and, where were you? What happened? Are you okay? And I am so confused. And I'm thinking, I told you I'd be here at 8.30 and it's 8.26. I don't know why you're mad. Yeah. So I said, I'm fine. You weren't <laughs> answering your phone. I'm like, well, no, I didn't have my phone. It fell off the top of the car, I think. <laughs> we all got notifications that you got into an, a car crash and emergency services contacted us and we weren't sure what happened. So then we called the middle school to see if you had dropped off child number two and they, um, I'm waiting to hear back from them to make sure she's safe. <laughs> and I, I'm now realizing that as my phone had fallen off my car, it must have detected impact and in doing so set off this emergency response <laughs> to emergency personnel as well as everyone in my emergency contacts. Mm -hmm. And so um, I then used child number one's phone to contact everybody on my emergency contact list <laughs> and explain that I was safe. And then... Um, when they send this emergency notification, it comes with a map as well, so you can see the specific location of the crash. Oh, sure. So my dad, who happens to be in town with me, had gone over to the site of the <laughs> supposed crash and said that he realized when there was no evidence of a wreck that my phone must have been tossed from my car. He thought maybe the toddler had thrown it out the window. He wasn't He wasn't too far off. But anyways, that was how my morning started. 
And um, then one thing happened after another. And later that night, my husband and I had run into somebody and um, she had asked how the day went. And I had mentioned that it started with an, an imaginary car crash. <laughs> and and then it just kind of escalated from there. And so um, the lady was so shocked and she said, well, that sounds really stressful. Hopefully tomorrow is less chaotic. And my husband's response was, this is not an abnormal day for her. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, so it's been a crazy week. Well, that's our talk about chaos. But I think what's super interesting in that story, well, first of all, let's just pause for a moment that everyone is, was okay. No. And that it was an imaginary car crash and that phones are replaceable, although your phone was fine. My phone was completely unscathed. <laughs> Yes. That's amazing. But that is why I didn't have time for a shower on Tuesday. Because then I, when I was done, I then had to like respond to the emergency personnel that kept calling, explain <laughs> to them that there was no car crash, to which they replied, yes, we know. We've sent people out looking <laughs> for you. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and then from there, I just had to like go about my day. And if it's not an imaginary car crash, it is something else. And so right. I just didn't have time for a shower on Tuesday. I'm just thinking about the confusion of everyone else. Like your dad driving over and there's no vehicles. There's no signs of any crisis right. or accident of any sort of getting this message as one of your children. Like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And how panic, panic sets in, oh, right? But well, you don't know. She told me this story and I thought it was kind of funny at first. I was like, oh, that's funny that it would do that. And then I looked at her, and then my heart broke because I thought she was terrified. Yeah. I would have been terrified, too. So then I held her, and I, I said, I am so sorry. To which she says, stop apologizing. You don't have anything to apologize for. But she was pretty angry. <laughs> <laughs> Go through all the emotions. I'm terrified. I'm angry. I'm sad. Like, I'm relieved. I'm relieved. <laughs> I'm confused. Oh, my goodness. What would we do without our phones? Oh, okay. This is a loaded question because if we didn't have our phones, we could go into a meeting and not feel the need to have it on vibrate just in case we need to hear from somebody. Right. You know, um, oftentimes if like I, I'll go into the doctor. So the week before we had a couple of doctor visits and I had my phone in my lap and I kept checking it and then I explained to the provider I'm sorry that I keep checking my phone, but I've got four kids and they're all in different places and somebody might need to reach me. But what would have happened 20 years ago if I had four kids and they were all in different places? I think about that a lot and partially because I am trying to be more present and put technology away and I'm finding like, I mean, truly it's just kind of a distraction. Or it's like an anxiety, almost behavior of like, oh, did I miss an email? Oh, did I miss a text message? Oh, does somebody need to get a hold of me? And it's like, but in that situation, worst case scenario, I don't have my phone on me. Someone knows where I am. Mm -hmm. And if it is a true emergency or not in um, imaginary car crash, somebody's going to find me. Like I'm going to figure it out. So do I really need to be attached to my phone like it's a third arm? Or will everything be okay? 
I suspect everything will be okay. I'm just counting up the number of people that I had to respond to because I'm wondering why my emergency contact list is so long. Well, that's, is it, that's, I'm actually curious. Does it go to all of your favorites? No, it's because oh. I, I wondered that. Yeah. I actually have somebody that accidentally got added to my favorites and I don't know how to remove her. And mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to have to call this person <laughs> and explain to her that I didn't get into a car crash. Yeah. But, well, but that's happened. I've had my phone on silent, or actually not even silent. My phone's always on silent. But I have it on do not disturb. Well, if my son tries to call me while my phone is on do not disturb, it will come through. Mm. Because that is one of the settings in that he's in my favorites, so therefore oh. he can still contact me. Yeah, no, I have my husband, obviously, but he's not always with his phone. Um because of... And the world doesn't end. Oh my goodness. Right. Um, (laughs) He's not always with his phone. And so uh, just because of the responsibilities he has. And then um, I have my mom because she's really good at always answering her phone. But in the off chance she's not available, my dad is usually available. So he's also listed. And then I have Cecilia listed because I think it works both ways with the kids. I'm not really sure. But when we set up her phone and I did my parental whatever, I'm listed as her emergency contact, but I think it went both ways. And actually, if if one of those three people can't reach me, yeah. she probably knows where I'm at. And then my sister. Yeah. No, I need to check mine. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay, so here's a question. Let's talk about life. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and... <laughs> Who our true emergency contacts are. Whew. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we all have that somebody that we call, but I'm noticing that um, there are different people in my life who understand different frustrations differently. Sure. Or different aspects. So not even just in the case of a hypothetical car crash, um, who would I call? Because that's interesting. Because I, the tip, of, the network that I used to have is no longer in Mankato anymore. So in that scenario, it would be a different person. Mm. It would probably be you or um, another friend. But when it comes to problem solving, or it's been a real rough day, or I want to go do something like that that might be different depending on the day and depending on the scenario there isn't necessarily this is my go-to for all of the things so when someone says who are you gonna call ghostbusters (laughs) (laughs) wow that just dated me (laughs) well no because you're talking about the recent one right with kate mckinnon yes yes i am from like i didn't even know that was a thing five years ago maybe four years ago there's a new Ghostbusters movie? Such a spring chicken. Wow. Yeah. Mm. My son did call me a boomer and I had to remind him that I am not. And that is not an acceptable phrase to call your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Oh, well, you know, it's because I was trying to figure something out. And he's like, man, mom, <laughs> you're such a boomer. I'm like, but I'm not. I'm actually fairly tech savvy. Just keeps changing at the. Didn't boomers invent life. technology? Sure. Okay, so there you go. boomers could be tech savvy. They can be, yes. Who would you call? 
Who are you going to call? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm. It's so funny because my schedule does not match everybody else's schedule. Mm-hmm. So during the day, I have the time to make the phone calls. Mm-hmm. During the evening, I do not. Mm-hmm. So if I need to contact an emergency contact to discuss something, I'm available to do that before 2.30. Mm-hmm. But they're not available until after. Right. So. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying in that because I would say that my network has evolved in the last three months in part because of availability of people being available that I used to not have access to like you right um and people who are no no longer available when I'm available so it's interesting how how those connections those contacts change depending on the purpose depending on the time but if I was in a car crash during normal business hours I'm I now know that uh, people will come running yeah so there's that it's good affirmation <laughs> it's nice to know people will show up. I'm glad I was able to remind myself of that assure myself of that oh my gosh oh people care yay but I think I mean we all don't need a hypothetical car crash. However, I do think we need those reminders of who are the people who will drop everything regardless of what they're doing and be there when you need them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I like is that um, I, in my relationships, my my circle uh, recognize, recognizes that I am not always going to ask for help. Mm-hmm. We've had this, I mean, this isn't news to anyone who's listened. I'll take the help. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time asking for it because I'm often asking how I can help, right? right? So uh, my favorite thing that I've started to notice lately is that the people in my circle will say to me, well, um, we can do this and then I'll be available to help you. Mm. They've started to recognize, or maybe they always have, and I'm starting to hear them offer their help. And tell me when they're available. I appreciate that. It's funny how sometimes things are available to us and we don't realize it because we think it needs to look like something or be presented to us in a certain way. Mm -hmm. But if we take the fiction out of the story and just start looking at the facts, then we can see what was there the whole time. Hmm. That's amazing. Because... I do think we miss a lot of those facts in the day-to-day ebb and flow of schedules and running and work and family and activities and the hustle of life, right? Just the day-to-day to and from. Um, But if you really slow down and think about what's really offered, I'm sure it's a lot deeper than what maybe I'd be able to identify right now. Well, it's like when you're reading an email and you're, maybe you are rushed or you're feeling heated about that particular topic. Um, Who knows what the reason is, but if you read through it, but you don't read through it thoroughly, (laughs) you might miss 
it, the intention mm-hmm. or even miss the explanation or um, overlook different um, details that could twist the connotation. Well, I think you're always going to miss on emails. I right. think you just always are. But uh, that That's is true. Truth. And in text messages. But um, I do think that there are times where if we are rushed or we're too caught up in our own emotion, mm-hmm. we overlook those things. I mean, that would just be an example, the email. But it happens in, in other ways as well. It happens in communications. Maybe we're missing the facials or we didn't like sometimes you and I will be in a situation and I'll say this was what I saw and you'll say well this is what you missed yeah right well and that's I think this all comes back to the various ways that we communicate with one another and how it can be verbal it can be nonverbal, it can be through technology but at the end of the day if we're not really paying attention to the communication we're going to miss something Yes. Which goes back to what's keeping you from paying attention. Hmm. And for some people, it's their phone. Yes. The fact that we have the ability to do so much multitasking right Mm -hmm. now. Which, by the way, you know you can't multitask, right? Mm, I differ. I I beg to differ. You can't. Your brain can only focus on one thing at a time. So you might be doing multiple things at once, but you're not successfully multitasking. So what because if you, in each moment, your brain is focusing on one thing. So what if you're having multiple thoughts at one time? Isn't that multitasking? No, because each thought is present with, within a moment. It's not the exact same time that I'm thinking ice cream, bubblegum, chocolate. Mm. Like, first it was ice cream. That created a, a great visual for me, and now I'm thinking about all of them at <laughs> once. See? But there. So it's thought, thought, thought three different moments in time to then put it all together. But you can't multitask eating ice cream and having a piece of bubble gum and having a piece of chocolate. So I am going to argue this <laughs> well, because be I gross. just... First of all, you. <laughs> no, I'm going to argue this because I don't want to accept what you're saying. <laughs> we all multitask. And we I'm all think not. we're really, really good at it. Oh, I'm not saying I'm good at it. We are not. I just don't want you to tell me I can't do it. Well, I mean, anytime I'm told I can't do something, I'm like, watch me. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Oh my gosh, I love but that. But it is a, I mean, you can't right now if it's, I am, unless it's an instinctual, right? Like, I don't have to say, breathe, breathe, blink, blink, right? Like, those are, those are automatic responses. I was just going to say it. However... If I'm going to do breath work or I'm going to be meditating, it is going to be close my eyes, breathe, blow, you know, inflate my belly, breathe through the chest, counting perhaps, right? But then I'm focused on the breath. Mm -hmm. So that's different than just breathing and blinking as an autonomous action or an automatic action. Is it autonomous? It's an automatic action action it's a reflex it's not autonomous autonomous is on its own but it happens on its own oh my gosh okay i think it is autonomous Words. we're gonna google it I we're know. gonna where's the dictionary that i, I gave know. you theoretically the Oxford dictionary yeah <laughs> for your 40th birthday happy 40th birthday here's an imaginary <laughs> dictionary, dictionary that i found. Dictionary or thesaurus you needed the 
Yeah. This, I don't remember. I don't we remember. Could, you're going to get Anyways. both. Okay. We're going to get both. We'll just have them sitting at my coffee table. That'd be good, you know, conversation piece. Yeah. So as a, as a species, we need to focus on one thing at a time. Now, you and I both focus on many things and have many plates spinning at one time. Um, it is partially what engages me in life, in feeling validated and whatnot. Do you think that you take on multiple tasks because you don't want to miss out on something or because you feel like you need to prove yourself? These are deep questions. Don't feel Those like you need to answer questions. these. I've been having this thought a lot lately. I've been trying to decide because the the comment I hear in situation, you know, when I share that, oh yeah, well, I got into an imaginary car crash and this is not an abnormal day for me is always, you've got a lot on your plate. Can you take something off? Mm-hmm. And so then I think, okay, yeah, I do have a lot on my plate. Why can't I take something off? And I think for me, the answer to that is I don't go out looking for things to participate in, which I know that Are you sure about we that? might argue that later. <laughs> But truly, what, I, what I'm thinking when I participate is this is something that is important to me because of most likely one of my children. And I want to make sure that it's as successful as it can be for my children. Um, and if they need help, I want to be available to help so that this continue to be this can continue to be a successful whatever it is for my children. But now that's that's where I'm at, and we may decide later. Actually, no, Natalie, it's just because you like to be busy, which may also be true. Yeah. I am more productive if I am busy. When I have free time, that free time will just, like, dissipate, and I'm like, what did, what did I even do with all that extra time? Quote-unquote extra time. I think my desire or enjoyment, and it's not being busy. I actually dislike the word busy. But to be engaged and active is really about, as cliche as it sounds, is like that YOLO mindset. Like you only live once. Right. There's so much to explore. There's so much that can be done. And I have gotten to a point in my life that if I don't wanna do it, I will say no. Yes, I am there too, very much so. which is why I then go back to, I don't think it is simply because I want to be busy. Although I know I do well when I'm busy, Mm -hmm. it's easier for me to stay motivated. I get bored otherwise. Yeah. We see that with kids in school. Absolutely. If they're not challenged, they're bored, and so then they underperform. Well, even outside of school, that if there aren't things that are stimulating outside of the school day, and they're just coming home, or going to their room, or just kind of doing more passive activities rather than, and it doesn't need to be organized extracurriculars, right? It can be athletics, it can be arts and music, but it can also be a personal enjoyment activity, right? So, I mean, kids can play music at home or, I mean, even just listening to music or creating things. Um, It doesn't have to be an outside organized activity is my point. But if there isn't that, stimulation outside of the school day that's a really long day and that's also a really that can lead to some mental health stuff too because there isn't that um, I 
keep using the word stimulation, but like that external or internal motivation. motivation. And then it just becomes monotonous and you're like, well, I'm just going to go in my room. I'm just going to go kind of isolate myself, which goes back to communication. One, I actually was just talking to a few people this morning about how Gen Z um, is super fascinating to me in how they engage with the world around them. And they are a generation that doesn't want to do what they don't want to do. And there's this mentality about too bad, so sad. You need to go to work from eight to five. And they're saying, no, thanks. And okay. Or they don't want to interact with people. They would rather communicate through text messages rather than a phone call. Or they would rather... So as an example, last weekend, uh, my son and I had the opportunity to go visit one more baseball stadium. Um, That's something he and I are doing together is trying to go to all 30, which will be 31, because now Las Vegas is getting a baseball stadium. Ooh, invite me with on that one. (laughs) I told him he needs to be 21. I will not take him to Vegas before he's 21. But anyways, we went to the stadium, and it was just a quick 24-hour trip. We left our home, drove to the airport. Well, actually got dropped off at the airport. Just had a carry-on. Our boarding passes were on our phone. Went through TSA pre-check got to the gate, scan your boarding pass, get on the plane, plug in headphones for the flight, arrive in Dallas. We rented a car through Turo. So our car was waiting in the parking ramp. We didn't have to go to a counter to get a rental car. We drove to the hotel in which I checked in without going to the front desk and had a keyless entry on my phone on my app and so we got to the hotel and we sat down for a moment and I said we got from Minnesota to Texas without talking to anyone without being required to interact with a single person we were able to fly to another state and get get transportation and housing without a conversation. So that goes back to our technology conversation. And you had, we had talked about how this can be a great thing. And I said, or maybe not. But I'm thinking this sounds really nice um, because you can streamline everything. It was so efficient. But then where's the interaction and where's the ability to practice any kind of customer service or engagement or like there's just, there is, there is no, that is, it's sad to me. Like I, it sounds awesome, but at the same time, I'm really sad because as humans, we need to interconnect. Now, full disclosure, we did talk to a gate agent. We did talk to um, the TSA agent. We did choose to have a conversation with the person sitting next to us. We talked to the flight attendants, right? Like, But it was a conscious choice. Like, we didn't have to engage with them, right? Even when they were bringing the beverages and snack cart, I could have kept my AirPods in and could have pretended I was sleeping and not interact with them. Well, then you wouldn't have gotten your beverage or your snack. Correct. Yeah. And so this morning then, in the conversation as we're talking about Gen Z, an individual I was talking to said, I bet your son loved that. Because he didn't have to interact with anyone. Interesting, because I'm the one who said I would have loved that. 
Right. It also makes me sad. It's very complicated. But at the same time, he did identify that was weird. Like that we can get a full trip done without interacting with a single person. Without being required to interact with a single person. Because we did interact with people. But when I think about communication and the evolution of communication, and this was part of our conversation this morning too, it was, we're going to have to have classes entirely dedicated to how do I actually interact with people? But they already have those classes. So I said that, I go, that's called 12th game communications. And um, entry-level communications at the college level. But even my third grader comes home and talks about the the social learning yeah. class that they have. Yeah. Um, and I know that, that that's not common in all districts, and it's not common in all classrooms either. Right. And so um, I... But there is definitely a need for it, I call for those, sure. I call those human skills. Human skills. Well, they are human skills. And even, okay, so we, I've mentioned before that we've chosen to not equip our all of our children with a, a cell phone mm-hmm. for various reasons. And there's no shade on parents who are giving their kids cell phones. One of our mm-hmm. children does have a phone. But I do want to be able to say, yeah, you can stay home alone. You have a resource or a tool available to use in case of an emergency. Yeah. So we installed a landline. Yeah. And um, I will call home to check on them. And the answer is, hello. And I thought, we've never had to talk about how to answer a telephone. Yes. Well, at least they say, hello. I had to teach my kids because I, they did have cell phones. And I would call and it would just be dead air. Because they would answer the call, but they wouldn't say anything. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, are you there? They're like, <laughs> yeah. Go. But you didn't say hello. Oh. So, like, I had to teach them, even though it's your cell phone, and yes, you know it's me calling, you need to acknowledge that you are present on the line <laughs> so we can start a conversation. And the- this was years ago, but it was still like this moment of, huh, you don't know how to answer a phone. Yeah. Isn't that just the things, just the things that we take for granted? Uh, my kids, there are so many things that my kids will use, and they'll get nervous when it's no longer available to them, because mm-hmm. then the, the wonder is, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I think, well, 30 years ago, I, I had was... a cord that went 30 yeah. <laughs> miles, it felt like, and I could weave myself into a corner to have a conversation right or even just little things um I kept track of my calculator because Mm -hmm. that's my that was what I had I couldn't just whip out my phone Mm -hmm. and you had a camera oh my gosh I just was thinking about this because I came across um photos that I had taken Mm -hmm. with a digital camera and that was high end that was yeah and I do think even the digital camera though took better photos than my phone does yes I would agree with that the so so what's interesting in this conversation is there is a constant there's a constant in which we have to communicate with one another the means in which we can do that has evolved and i'm okay with that evolution i i just want to be clear we're not advocating to go back to the 1980s when we had you know the corded 
telephones. I, I might be willing to jump on that bandwagon. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> I, I, however, I don't want to jump on that bandwagon. However, I do want to continue to create a species and be a population that is willing to engage in the human experience. The more isolated we become, and that's where I think technology is such a fascinating experiment, for lack of a better word, but maybe that is the right word, that this idea of technology and how connected we are to the world around us, and supposedly how connected we are with people, we're so incredibly lonely and isolated. Yeah, I think, well, and now, you, whether or not you have a TikTok account, you can't get through social media without finding videos and then being given the opportunity to just scroll through them. Mm-hmm. And you can kill hours. Oh, yeah. I just put time limits on my phone for um, myself. But, I've done that for my kids for years. Right. I'm like, why did I never do that for me? But I think about even TV shows and series. Mm-hmm. We used to know every Monday night we were going to sit down and watch this show. Um, every yeah, but Tuesday. it was only an hour of your night. It wasn't right. binging. And then we waited for. for the next week. Yes. And I remember it was a big deal when the network started streaming them mm-hmm. so that we could catch up if we had to miss. Yeah. I, gosh, I, I hear people from past generations make this comment, but it was a much simpler time. Yeah. And there was a lot of beauty to that. So how do you... How do you consciously exist in today's reality? Because cell phones are not going away. The internet is not going away. Streaming services are not going away. I mean, we're moving towards autonomous cars, um, people-less stores, right? Where you literally take your bag of things and walk through a scanner and it charges your Apple Pay or whatever. And I am not anti-AI. I am about ethical artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. but that's a different podcast. Um, But how do you, how do you truly engage in today's reality and maintain the simplicities that as a human species, we actually need? So when you talk about that statement of it was a simpler time And every generation will say that because every generation has evolved. But isn't there a way to strike the balance of being present in today's reality with all of the accessible technology of all of the things available to us and create, maybe it just comes back to boundaries. I don't know. I do think it it is just boundaries because, um, We've set boundaries for our children, Mm -hmm. and I really do feel like we've, um, in doing that, we have been able to provide less stress or make sure that they're experiencing less stress, Mm -hmm. okay? So we've set these boundaries for our children so that they have less stress. Um, But do you set boundaries for yourself with technology? And when I set the boundaries for myself, I also experience less stress. Yeah, I agree. And so it's just a matter of being able to do that. And, um, you know, during Lent, I reduced my activity on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really hard this year. In years past, I've been able to go just six weeks, no no Facebook. 
Um, this year I had enough involvement with different organizations that relied on social media for communication purposes. Yeah. That I could not cut it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was much more aware of how I was using it because I knew that I wanted to be disciplined in this. Sure. Um, and when I set those boundaries, I did all sorts of things. Every time I limit myself with technology, I end up reading a book. Mm-hmm. I end up practicing crosswords. I end up being more present in conversation with my husband. Mm-hmm. So then the question next would be, why don't we stick to those boundaries? Why don't we hold ourselves to those boundaries all the time then? And I think, unfortunately, it is addicting. Well, it is. There's research. Technology is addicting. You're actually generating the same stimulus that you would get if you were doing an illegal drug. Hmm. Yeah. You get the same dopamine, serotonin, all of those physiological responses. Every time you get the ding, every time you get the notification, every time the like, um, that, is, that is the addictive pattern. Right? No different than when people become addicted to gambling because every time you get the ching, 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 like, woo, I got all this money, which they don't do that anymore. It's now all digital, so you get, like, a piece of paper that comes But even but that is sad. There was something fun about being able to take your I bucket know. of pennies up yes. to the window. Yes. Not that I have a lot of experience with this. I don't either. But the few times I've done it, I've, you know, being able to take my bucket of pennies, um, the last time I gambled, it was just we were waiting for a table and there happened to be a machine. And so I put the nickel in or whatever it was. And then I got a little receipt. Yes. And do you know what my first reaction was? That poor tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's why is that easier? Yeah. I, I don't understand. I'm sure somebody out there has an explanation, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to buy into it. I'm guessing it's accuracy. I am a, I am a very progressive person, but I, I do also acknowledge that while progress is a good thing and we mm-hmm. cannot move forward without progress, mm-hmm. some things worked really well as was, and we do need to slow down. We do need to make sure that we are giving ourselves a break. Yes. And that looks different ways to different people. Right. And that's understanding, again, what, what do I need for myself? What does my family need? What do my kids need? What does my emergency, emergency contact list need? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, because then I, my, I shared this story to Facebook. Because as a PSA... <laughs> And one of my dear friends said, oh my gosh, do you need margaritas or hugs? And I said, well, I'll take both, but I suspect my emergency contact list would also take some margaritas. Yes. Well, minus the under 21-year-old. She'll take your hugs. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was, I mean, what an awesome tool. If there had been an actual emergency, that would have been an awesome tool. Which there is the progress, right? So the progress in that scenario was... There was an instant alert and notification of those who needed to know that something, in this case hypothetical, but that something happened. I know. Rather than the, either the telephone game or the 
um, phone tree where it goes from one call to the next call to the next call and hopefully comes upon the accident and calls 911 or whatever. That right? Re- like, that's an interesting... Okay, so speaking part. of phone trees and generations, sure. um, there used to be a time where athletes would have to have a curfew mm-hmm. in some programs, mm-hmm. and so the coach would call mm-hmm. the captains, and the mm-hmm. captains would call the next person on the list, and there'd mm-hmm. be this phone tree, and then you'd have to be found at home. Right. Because that was the only way to prove that you were home. home. Right. And so how did they reach you? They reached you on your landline. Yes. Yeah. Well, now what do they do? It's an honor system. Yeah. It is because... This whole conversation is just a lot of facials. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And again, I appreciate you saying I'm not against progress. But progress for purpose? Yes. Maybe is what I'm thinking about. Sure. Sure, because how cool is it that we are able to use our phones on our wrist? Yeah. So I talked to you yesterday on my wrist because I was streaming my son's baseball game because he was out of town playing. And so what I got t- to watch his yes. baseball game. What a privilege. And talk to you on my wrist. Oh, that's awesome. All at the same time. But Although then, I wasn't multitasking, because when I was talking to you, I was paying attention to that when I was watching. See, you but can't then multitask. You, then you have to be mindful of setting the boundaries so that you can turn off notifications. Otherwise, you can be in the middle of doing something, and let's say you get like seven emails or text messages at once, which mm-hmm. that does happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, your wrist is going to be buzzing. Right. And then do you get the phantom buzz? I don't. But I don't have a lot of notifications on my... Um, watch. I did remove a lot of notifications, both on my phone and on my watch, because I'm like, there's very few things that I actually need to be notified about. And I think my kids are all at the, the age right now where I, I do have a lot of things that I need to be notified of. And I think a lot of the organizers of the activities my kids are in, myself included, recognize that there are multiple ways that I can reach people. And so we take advantage of that as a way to keep everybody informed and on the same page. But then, unfortunately, we're inundated with updates, notifications, messages, whatever. Yes. And then I still end up missing things. Or we miss them because there's so many. Yeah. It's information overload. I mean, I have lost count of how many email accounts I currently have. Oh, I just have one email account. But would you like to know how many unread messages I have in my email account? Yes, you'll make me feel better about myself. 15,527. <laughs> Natalie is not practicing inbox zero. Got Would it. Would you like to know how many unread text messages I have? You have a lot. 209. Yeah. And the reason why is because I can click on a notification, read the message, and I am one of the people where I don't want to respond to the text, so I will call you. Sure. So I will respond, but I don't want to respond with a text. Yeah. So I will call you. Well, then I never actually have to open the text message. Um, or I see that it's from Papa Murphy's or a clothing line or, you know, hey, we belong to this organization. Here's our latest information. I mean, I suppose I could just delete. Let's just start deleting these and see what happens. Well, that's, I was going to look at mine. So I have 16 text messages at the moment. Um, 
I also have 16 reminders that I need to get done. Oh, I don't even know um, how many reminders I have. The I did turn off the total on my um, email because it was giving me anxiety, and I'm like, nope, we're just going to be done with that. No how big do deal. How do you do that? Um, there was a setting somewhere that I clicked. <laughs> but I tried it, like... I did minimize in my settings, at least on my phone, to not have the total amount on things because that is, again, that's that's a a thing for me that I'm like, ooh, I got to look at that. Ooh, I have to this. Ooh. And then I go down that rabbit hole and now it's an hour or two hours later and I'm on my phone and I haven't gotten anything accomplished. Um, I just deleted all the like store ones. Yeah. I'm down down 121. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, go ahead. Tell me what you're going to tell me. Well, I was going to say, I have a book that was recommended to me. It's called Stolen Focus. Okay. Um, and after this conversation, I'm feeling like I need to read it. Yeah. Um, maybe we need to do a podcast book club. <gasps> so, Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again. So, Susan Cain, who's done work... Um, she wrote the book Quiet. She is all about introversion. Um, anyways, it says, Johan Hari writes like a dream. He's both a lyricist and a storyteller, but also in... in I, Indefatigable. <laughs> like, I don't know this word. What does that mean? <laughs> okay, this is my new favorite word. Um, indefatigable. It is a person... It's a person or a person's efforts persisting tirelessly. Hmm. So, indefatigable investigator of one of our world's greatest problems, the systemic destruction of our attention. Read this book to save your mind. And then Adam Grant also has a quote on here, and I very much enjoy his work. Um, A gripping analysis of why we've lost the capacity to concentrate and how we might find it again. Stolen focus won't just capture your attention. It will keep you thinking and rethinking long after you've finished it. Johan Hari is one of the most insightful critics of our modern malice, and he's written this book. He's written the book the world needs in order to win the war on distraction. Oh my gosh. Win the war on distraction. Which, it's full circle. Like, this whole conversation. Well, let's talk about, um, well, we're not going to talk about, this is another podcast also, but I just think so many relationships struggle whatever whatever kind of relationship it is so many struggle because we are distracted mm-hmm. and we we maybe don't even realize or recognize that we are distracted mm-hmm. yeah naming it naming it saying it out loud yeah it is it's full circle indefatigable did you know that also you, there is such a thing as indefatigability and no. indefatigable indefatigably um so you've got a noun you're an adverb it, I was just gonna an, say adjective. an adjective it's absolutely fantastic this word orig- um, originated it wouldn't be a podcast without a word yeah <laughs> to unpack during the early 17th century it's been oh. around forever how do i not know it i don't know because we have not been around forever because oh. we are still spring chicks remember fair yes yes <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Oh, fun. All right, well, next week, distraction. 
Ooh, okay. I like this idea. This doesn't tell me which dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note... Talk about distractions! (laughs) (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) To be continued.